Come Holy Spirit. Come Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. We pray, Lord, that our minds, hearts, and souls may be made fertile soil, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate the scriptures for us. Reveal to us the face of the Father. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Today is Good Shepherd Sunday, and I love this Sunday, this year, this Sunday in the year of the church for, for many, many reasons. One of which is it reminds me of my grandfathers. So both of my grandfathers, they didn't have sheep, but they were cattle farmers. And as a young boy, I used to love to go out um, in, in the fields with them. And um, I remember that one of my favorite memories would be sitting on the back of the tailgate of the truck with my grandfather as someone else was driving. And he would call the cows. They would, they would be out in different parts of the pasture and he would begin to call them. And they would hear and recognize his voice and they would come running. And, and initially, as a child, this would scare me because it was like a whole herd of cows, like barreling towards the truck. But they were coming because they, they recognized the voice of my grandfather, and they knew that he was there to feed them. So then we would put out feed for the cows, for the bulls, and do this regularly. I mean, so much so in that they, they knew his voice, and, and even at times when he didn't have food and he would call, that they would come run. And I remember thinking to myself as a little child, like, gosh, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to, to be able to call and to have, have the cows like, come running to me. And, and so at first I would, I would try and nothing would work. But eventually my grandfather taught me, taught my brothers, taught my cousins, he taught us how to do it. So any of us could go out there and we could imitate his voice. We could, in a sense, be the voice of my grandfather to and for the cows. And then they would come. They would come to receive the food that they longed for and that was good for them. I think about this on Good Shepherd Sunday because... It is, Jesus speaks about this, that we are his sheep, he is the shepherd, and that those of us who know him hear his voice when we come running. We come running to him, and the primary place that he calls us to is to the heart of the Father, and it's really to the font of grace on this side of heaven, which is the sacraments, to baptism, confirmation, and the Holy Eucharist to reconciliation, to the anointing of the sick. These primarily the feeding our own soul. And then, and then he calls us into these different vocations of service, the sacraments of service, be it marriage or, or the consecrated or, or the ordained life. And so I, I was a few questions for us today. Whose voice Whose voice do we primarily listen to? 
mentioned this before, over the course of this, this pandemic here, there are times when I feel, despite all the circumstances being what they are, and, and, and myself having many questions around them, that when I'm pressing my head against the heart of Jesus and listening to his voice, when I'm praying with the scriptures, when I'm looking at the teaching of the church, really taking that to prayer, there's a peace, there's confidence, there's a trust. But there are the times when I myself am just thinking in my own head and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm trying to control it and I may be looking at the, these other aspects or these other things and, and then I can't and then I begin to lose the peace that the Lord has given. I begin to, to try to control it on my own and, and What's interesting, whether it be in this pandemic or, or the entirety of our lives, that many times we sometimes think, well, I know better than the shepherd. I know better than the shepherd. And I go back to the example of my grandfather, when uh, many times the cows would get out of the pasture. They were fenced in in this pasture. And so maybe to the cows, on some level, they thought this fence was, was stealing their freedom, even though they don't have rational minds to think those things. But, but they, actually, the fence was keeping them safe. It's keeping them safe. It's keeping them, them safe from, the, from the, the calves, from any predators. It was keeping them in a place where they were going to be fed and brought food for them. It was keeping them in a place where they were going to receive whatever medicine that they needed uh, to, to grow healthy. But they, many times, like, the other side of the fence looks better. So I'm going to bust out. And then they get lost in the woods. Or, again, they're separated from the food that is given to them. They're separated from the, the medicine that is given to them. And so in our own life, when, when we turn away from the voice of the shepherd, when we begin to think the things outside of the boundaries that the Lord has given us, that they look better. Because we can feel like when we speak about these, these fences, right? These fences are, are the moral law of the church. They keep us in a place of real freedom. They keep us in a place to be fed and to be healthy and to be in communion with the Lord. But sometimes we think, well, I know better and I'm going to bust out of the fence and I want to go over here. And then we just get lost in the woods. We're separated from the food that sustains us. We're separated from the medicine that we need when we're sick. But we know better, right? But what would my grandfather do? My grandfather would not say, hey, look, let's just leave the cows over there. And we would go get them. Now, sometimes when we would go get them, then they would be afraid. They're like, oh, no. You know? And we can do the same thing as the church comes after us as we're wandering away. It would be like, no. This thing about well, maybe some of the difficult teachings of the church that are hard for us, and that we disagree, as the church even lovingly is speaking about the nature of the family, or marriage, or children, or, or serving the poor, or whatever it may be, some of the more difficult teachings of the church. Then we can say no, and we can think that they're trying to speak, the church is trying to steal our freedom. But no, she is just speaking the voice of the good shepherd. Drawing us back to the fields that, that, that give us the food that we really need. If 
give us the health and the medicine that we really need. The brothers and sisters, this is one aspect that I want us to think about. Where have we strayed? Where have we gone out? And where is the church calling us back? And do we see the church who is speaking the voice of Jesus? Because like me and my brothers and my cousins, that we were, were really getting, speaking my grandfather's voice to these cows. If we learn to speak his voice so that they would come to assist my grandfather. That, that when the church speaks, she's speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ. In her definitive teaching, not everything that every person in the church says, not everything that every pope has ever said, not everything that every bishop has said is, is meant to be definitive teaching. When the church does say we are speaking through the teaching office of the magisterium, empowered by the Holy Spirit, in communion with the Holy Father and the other bishops, and then what has been said to be the, the teaching of the church, then she is imitating, she is actually speaking, she is giving voice to Christ's word made flesh. Calling us back to the river of living waters. Calling us back to the fields that give us sustenance and health and genuine freedom. Jesus is the one true shepherd. But through our baptism, all of us are called to participate. Like we, we, we are all called, as we're baptized, I'm going to be doing a baptism here right after this Mass. I'm pretty pumped about it. That we share in Jesus' priesthood, his, his, his reality and nature as prophet and as king. And that we are meant to give voice to the word made flesh. So anytime that we speak of the truth of the faith, that we are in a sense participating in Jesus' shepherding of the flock. Parents, you should be doing this for your children. You are the first teachers in the ways of the faith, the church says. We should do this for our friends, for our families, for our community. To proclaim the truth of the gospel, to proclaim the truth of the church in a way, not, not pressing it down on anyone, but like a good, like the, like, like the shepherd who's just trying to lead the flock back to encourage the flock. So I want to encourage you that how can you study the truth of the faith, not just intellectually, but also bring it to prayer. Run, read through the catechism go on form.org get some beautiful books pray through the scriptures because the more we know the truth the more we know the, the, the voice of the shepherd the more that we can speak it to the world again when I first started to try to call the cows it was a joke but then I eventually paid more attention to my grandfather's voice and I can imitate him almost exactly. And then, the speaking on his behalf. For us as Christians, it is imperative that we come to know the truth. The truth of the gospel, the truth of the full teaching of the church, that we can speak the voice of Christ to our families, our friends, our community, and the world, to participate in the Lord's Shepherd. Now on a, a deeper level, those who have been ordained priests, and, and then especially those who have been ordained bishop, participate in Christ's shepherding and in his priesthood in, in a unique way. In a particular way, the Lord ha has those who have been ordained into the priesthood, into the episcopacy, 
that they participate in Christ, the, the high priest, the good shepherd. And so I ask you today to pray for our Holy Father, for our bishops, and for us, your priests, every single day. Because we are fallen, imperfect, sinful, and broken men. Pray that we are men of prayer. Pray that we are men who study and pray with the scriptures, who study and pray the tradition of the church, and who are faithful to the magisterium. And that we can speak the truth, not just intellectually, but talk a lot about receiving Jesus' heart and participating in his relationship with the Father. That pray that that is true for, again, Pope Francis, our Bishop Michael, all the bishops, all of the priests, that we would give ourselves over to deeper conversion so that we could speak the voice of Jesus more and more in communion with him. Pray that when we do not and when we sin, that we come before him in repentance and ask for his mercy. I want to look at here just, just to end Psalm 23. To see Psalm 23 and how priests and bishops participate in the shepherding of Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Inverted pastures, he gives me repose. Besides restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. These restful waters are the waters of baptism, where the soul is refreshed. There's also the sacrament of confession, where there's a renewal of the baptismal graces in the soul. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake, right? That the, the, the priests and the bishops that we are, we are meant to teach Jesus is true. In right paths. Who for the sake of the name of the good shepherd Jesus Christ, not for ourselves, not for our own glory, but for the sake of the name of Jesus and the salvation of soul. And even though we walk in the dark valley, we fear no evil, because in this sense, right, the Lord is by our side, that as priests we are supposed to be by the side of those who are suffering. Pray that our hearts are there and that we are there tangibly. With a rod and our staff, you see, it's the mitre, uh, uh, the crozier of the bishop that he has. It's an imitation of Christ the Good Shepherd. Give us courage, the fidelity, and the strength that we have in this apostolic succession. You spread a table before me in the sight of my foes, the most holy Eucharist given to us. You anoint my head with oil in baptism, in confirmation, and as those who are anointed priests, our cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. This is about heaven, and ultimately the Good Shepherd leading us to heaven. So today, let us listen to the voice of Jesus. Let us pray with the scriptures and study the truths of the faith that we too, all Christians who are baptized, might participate in Jesus as shepherd of the people that he has entrusted to us. And then we especially pray for our priests and our bishops that our hearts be configured ever more deeply to the priestly and shepherding heart of Christ. That we can speak with his words, his voice. That we can live in love with his heart. And today on this this, this Good Shepherd Sunday is also the day of prayer, the World Day of Prayer for Vocations. And we pray for more men to say yes to the call of the priesthood. That they would not be afraid to say yes to the Good Shepherd leading us to everlasting life.